Are you ready? Brace yourself. Brace yourselves. I have a lot to say. Episode 31. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Uh, It's been one of those weeks. It's been a very what's wrong with Orny Adams week. Let's, Let's start with this. How does a broken martini glass ruin my week? Look at this. I'm holding up a broken... I did this sober, by the way. Completely sober. I broke this. I was just moving some some glassware. My mom gave me some new martini glasses that she had when she was younger. I'm going to bring this music all the way down. And and so I was just moving glasses around in my bar, and I broke... I just bought these two months ago. And I broke one. I bought four. Now I have three. Well, I can't live with three. I just... I, I can't. The anxiety of not having a full set or an even number. So... Now, I, I, I either have to uh, smash another one, so I have two, or I've got to find a replacement. So I went to the store that I bought it at two months ago because I sell them uh, singles, too, and uh, bought it two months ago. Guess what? Discontinued. Discontinued. So I looked at all the other ones, and, and they're close, but they're not. It didn't have the same uh, thickness. It was like a little bit bigger up here. This is starting to look like a weapon, this class. Look at look at this thing. And so now it's been a three-day quest to get this right, because I refuse to live with three, an odd number. And I've been talking about this on stage, and apparently people relate to this. They couldn't live with it either. So I went to the, that store. They didn't have it. So now I thought, I'll go to the, the Grove. And that was like a mom and pop store in the Fairfax district that sells glassware and, and, and cooking stuff. And so now I go to the Grove because I've got World Market and Crate and Bow, which Crate and Bow, which is no longer there. They went out of they they left the Grove. And so uh World Market had had nothing. Crate and Bow gone. But what did the Grove have? <laughs> Ready for this? A planter in the parking lot that I hit with my car. So now I scraped my bumper. I scraped. So now I've got three martini glasses and a scraped bumper and, 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 and this broken thing ruining my life. So then I go on the internet and I, I look all over. How do I, how do I find this glass? How do I find something close? I end up in Beverly Hills, Crate and Barrel, and I think I found them. I think I found, not them, but something at least good enough. And then I went into Pottery Barn and I bought two there with, with etchings. So I went from three. Now I bought two there. Then I bought eight at the park. Where is this? I bought eight. I only need four, but they sell them in an eight pack. So I have these. I thought uh, this big box, I thought I'll, I'll give this as, as a gift to somebody. I'll give I'll give four of the martini glasses or I can save them. And then when uh, people come over and they break them because these things are very easy to break. And I'm going to I'm, I'm going to prove that right now with a story. So here's one of the new pottery barn yeah, are you ready for the unveiling? Martini glass. Look at this. It already broke. It already broke. Just washing it, the stem snapped in half. So now, now I got to contact Pottery Barn because I'm not driving back to Beverly Hills. And so I go online and right away they said, we'll, we'll replace it. We'll be happy to replace it, uh, which is great. And so I said, you're going to send me a just one martini glass? Like I thought maybe they could refund it. And they said, no, we're going to send you eight. Eight. Do you know what that means? I now have, I'm go- or I will have when they arrive, f- 15 of these, three of the other ones, a lot of odd numbers, and two of the good ones. And you want to know 
the most amazing part of the entire story? I don't drink martinis. I don't drink martinis. All this, all this. Can you believe what is going on? It's it's chaos. It's not sunny here. It's very early. It's 7 a.m. because it's going to be hot. What am I doing? I'm shaking a martini. I'm having a martini. Sunday morning. I haven't slept in two nights. Look at this. Ah. Uh, myself a martini. We got Orny Adams. Hit it. Mmm. Mmm. Ah. Uh, nothing like. And this is a vodka martini. Olives and all, everybody. With little mid-century modern toothpicks. Mmm. If you haven't had mm, a martini soaked olive early on a Sunday morning, you haven't lived, my friends. You haven't lived. Episode 31 starts right now. What's wrong with Orny Adams? We're gonna have fun with Capture again. We're going to talk about people freaking out on the planes if we have time. I'm going to show you pics of me in Europe, uh, pics uh, or a pic of me as a, as a young child. And look at these headsets. Look at the, these were my headsets in high school. I think even junior high. Maybe I, uh, these are realistic headsets that I got at Radio Shack. And these are the real deal, everybody. This isn't some, this isn't hipster bullshit. This isn't Urban Outfitters. This is a real deal on my head today. We're going to talk about tipping waitstaff. We're going to talk about uh, Tarantino and more Amazon fails, if you can believe it. So much going on today, and it's going to be rapid because uh, I have two pages of notes, and this could go on for hours. But I'm going to try and keep it moving because I've noticed when I'm on stage, I keep it moving. I can tell that martini story, and it's going to get laughs. But uh, when I'm in the podcast, I think too much. I think too much about what I'm going to say. So I'm going to stop thinking. And that's why I'm out here early in the morning. I didn't sleep last night. I had shows uh, Friday night at a couple of shows. They couldn't have gone any better. And then guess what? I go to bed at like 1, wake up at 5. And then I'm up all day, four hours of sleep. Like, oh, I'll sleep tomorrow night. Guess what happened? Two shows uh, Saturday night in, in uh, Los Angeles again. Bed at 1, wake up at 5. And I start working on this. I go, I go, I got to get up. I'm just thinking about everything I have to do. It'd be easier if I just did it. I just did it. And so that's what, uh, that's where we are now. I was going to start even earlier, but we had a sound issue delay. What is that? Oh, noisy neighbors again. I am so sick of my neighbors. Now this, the guy next door with all the construction, now he's getting his car detailed on a Sunday morning, like before 8 a.m., and the person has a generator, which is loud, hook, hooked up to a vacuum cleaner, which is loud, which means I can't record what's wrong with Orny Adams. And there is so much going on. They're really, this is going to be a fun, fun episode. Let me share with you first, because I've got these headsets. I'm going to take these headsets off. Uh, they're very cool. Look at this. Realistic. I'm sure somebody, somebody would love, and I'll tell you why it's, it's authentic and cool, because they were mine. They were actually mine. I just went home to Boston. I've got all my Boston. All these headsets sound so much better. Headsets have come so far in my lifetime. Or or uh, these just probably aren't expensive headsets. I'm already sweating. I've got a new towel in here. Uh, thank you to my cousin, Sari, for giving me, uh, she gave me Snoopy uh, towels. She gave me some for uh, the beach last year. And now uh, these, the sad thing is they have to, you have to get them at uh, Pottery Barn for kids. So... 
Guess I never grew up. Got my Boston hat on because I was home uh, for Father's Day. And I was, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about Boston. But here's a couple of pictures. Look at this. This is me six years old. I found this Polaroid. And you can see, I'm at a desk. And when you flip it over, it says the year, which are when I was six, and it says new desk. And look at it. I mean, nothing's changed. That's what my desk looks like now. It's like books all over the place and writing stuff. Uh, I wish I had that sailboat wallpaper. Man, I, I, I love that. My parents took it down at some point. And then behind it are my uh, initials, my, my legal name initials. And I wish I had those too. But look at that head of hair. That's a, that's a young boy with dreams, six years old at his desk in Lexington, Massachusetts, where I grew up. Grew up, And the, look at that, I've got the Lexington mug. And one of the high schools in Lexington actually wrote me and said, hey, we watched your podcast and we saw your, uh, your mug. What, why am I even, where's my martini? Why am I, why do I even need glasses? Now that I think about it, why don't I just drink it right out of this? Laura, mm, delicious. Where are the olives? Let's just put the olives in here. We don't need glasses. I've got a bunch of... Now I've got so many martini glasses, I want to invite friends over to just have them break them. Mm. I'm telling you, this is going to be a fun episode because I will be all over the place and I'm sleep-deprived. And when I'm sleep-deprived, my brain just goes into automatic mode. And that's it. That is it. So we're going to we're gonna have a fun episode here. Uh, that, that is, my, that is my, my prediction. Here's another picture I found when I was at home uh, this weekend. Look at this. I think this is from Europe. I can't believe I ever slept like this. I can't even sleep now in probably the most expensive bed, the best mattresses, the best sheets. I have a thread count. It's so high. Aliens had to weave it. I have alien sheets, okay? I've got the best pillows. And look at this. I'm on what I would describe as a shitty couch and I'm hanging off it. It looks like I'm planking. I've got a Via sneakers on. I don't even know if they make those anymore. That was for kids that couldn't afford Nike. And I think I'm in Europe because I see the newspaper. I think it says Daily Standard or something. I think my my friend Brad read that every single day when we we're traveling through Europe. I, I wish I could zoom in. You know when you see old old pictures like you're holding an actual picture? Like, a, like the Polaroid I showed a minute ago. I, I wanted to zoom in and I did like what you would do on a, on a screen. I like tried to squeeze and push out. I, 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 this is how stupid I am. I'm trying. Like I'm so used to be able to zoom in that when I can't zoom in on an actual photograph, I, I'm confused. Technology has corrupted me. But look at how peaceful my mouth is gaping open. Beautiful skin. Skinny. My ass looks nice and tight. Young Orny Adams right there. I should send this to my friend Brad and say, where is this? Was this maybe in his someone's apartment in Europe? I mean, this looks like the most uncomfortable. It's not even a couch now that I look at it. It's two like love seats or sectionals pushed together. Then there's a book. What does that book say? Ariel something artful partners. Where am I? I wouldn't read that book. So I would love to be able to sleep like that right now. You can hear my voice. It's raspy. I've been doing shows all weekend. I was in Bridgeport, Connecticut last weekend. Hated it. Hated it. I'll discuss that a little bit at the end. I'll discuss comedy and what's going on. But uh, right now, let's kick it off. Let's get things going. I want to play 
I pulled this clip. It came up on the internet. This is Quentin Tarantino on Bill Maher the other night. And this is this is an, an artist. And this is this is important for you to understand what a true artist is. And somebody who really pushes back. This is Quentin Tarantino. This is a, a long clip. I'll break it up and I'll, and I'll talk about it. I edited this uh, in sections. So this is not how it aired. I took bits and pieces, put them together to tell the story that I wanted to tell on what's wrong with Ornie Adams. Now, I don't, I don't watch Bill Maher. I'm a fan. I like his mind. I like his guts. Uh, this just bubbled up on social media. I saw this and I said, oh, I, I want to I, I see what Tarantino has to say. So let's, let's get into this right away. There is not one frame of your movies that I have not seen multiple times. But I have to say, I'm getting to a point here. Thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate no, it. No, it's true. To me, this is your, your latest one is your peak. This is my favorite of all time. So what is this nonsense about you're only going to make one more movie? Uh, well. Come on. Yeah. Bad uh, idea. You know, well, uh, okay. Uh, you, uh, look, it, 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 it's. Um, you're too young to quit, and you, uh, you're at the top of your game. Why? That's why I want to quit. How do you know it's the top? Because I know film history, and from here on end, directors that's, do not get better. That's a terrible idea. First of all, you're judging yourself by other people. How do you fucking know? You're 58? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. That's a great... I'm going to stop it right there. That's a great point Bill Maher is making. Uh, break break the mold. Break break the, the, the precedent in the past. Be a pioneer. So... I agree with Mar there, but I also get Tarantino because this is the way I feel every night. Like, I, I want out. I did it. I did it. Listen to what he has to say. 58's the new 57. No, no, no. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I lo- That's like a dad joke. 58's the new 57. Like, you know, you go 58's the new 35, but uh, just to go down a year, that made, that made me laugh. <laughs> okay, I mean... Plenty of people have well, done... one, I haven't retired yet. I, know, I still have but, another one to go. What? Why just one? Okay, but the thing about... Look, look, one, 30... I don't have a... Look, I, I don't... I don't have a reason that, that I would want to say out loud that I, that's going to win any argument in a court of public opinion or a Supreme Court or anything like that. But it is just, you know, at the same time, working for 30 years, doing as many movies as I've done, which, like, not as many as other people, but like, that's, that's a long career. That's a really long career. He's basically saying he did it. He did it. He's probably burnt out. He's probably like me. In fact, I remember Gary Shandling telling me, I, I, I did it. I had two shows. And when you pour your entire life and every thought, every moment into it, you just say, what more could I, could I give? When do I resume my life, which I left the minute I went into this career, and I've given and I've given it everything I have, every single solitary you're, thing I have. You'll be bored. You're gonna yeah. want it. Okay, Mar says you'll be bored, and he's absolutely right. And that's why I continue. I'm actually in a position where I, I don't have to work anymore to eat, to have a roof over my head. Knock on wood. I I I do it because I'll be I'll be bored. I have to have an outlet. I have to say something, even though it's killing me. Ideally, I wouldn't be doing a podcast today. I would do it 
tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday. But I feel like I have to get one out because I, I, I don't think I did last week because I was traveling and I'm exhausted from traveling. I'm exhausted from shows, different hotel rooms, different club managers, different opening acts, different personalities. I'm exhausted from being on planes thinking, when when's somebody going to freak out? When's the freak out happening? When's somebody going for the door? I'd love somebody for somebody to go to the door when I'm on the plane. Try and open the emergency exit. Love to see how that turns out. Because I'm not a tough guy, but on a plane, I'm a tough guy. I'm a badass. Why? Because I know nobody has a gun, first of all. Nobody has weapons. Presumably, they've been through a metal detector. And I know it's it's that person trying to, you know, take the plane down or, or freak out against everybody on the plane. Everybody's on my side. Everybody's going to jump on that guy. So I, I'm going to be first. I'm going to be first, and then I'm going to make sure everyone has their video cameras out. I'm going to hold that guy's head down, and I'm going to direct it. I'm going to go, you, over there. Uh, you're holding it. Uh, go landscape. Everybody, go landscape so we can edit this together because this is going to this is gonna be the thing that, that makes my career. I'm going to be known as the semi-famous person that stopped a plane from being hijacked or whatever. I don't even know what they're trying to do when they open the door. I, I don't even know what the objective is. Is it to take the plane down? Are they claustrophobic? So I'd hold them down. Then I go, you, zoom in. Uh, we need somebody over there shooting. Uh, I, I need everything and make sure you're on me. And then I, I hold their heads head down and I drag them up and down the aisle over and over again. And I'd love it because this would be uh, an FAA approved takedown. This is government approved. There's no lawsuit. Somebody tries to take down a plane, you go for it. You go for it. I took Amtrak to Boston. If somebody wants to jump out, they can just jump out. We do. We, we don't care. And I loved Amtrak. Amtrak is better than Southwest. It's better than most airlines. I was in the uh, business class car, which you're basically paying to, more to be around normal people, I think. And we had a conductor walking up and down. He'd say, you're two stops away. And, and uh, this door will open and not that door. And I mean, it was really... Everybody could not have been nicer. Such a pleasant experience, and that's why I say more money on infrastructure. Let's let's make them. Uh, let's get America up and running, like the European rail system and public transportation. I'd like to see the roads nice again and less traffic. Uh, traffic and trash. When I was in Boston, you don't see trash because people love Boston. I'm wearing my Red Sox cap. We love Boston so much we don't throw trash all over the street. Los Angeles, there's trash everywhere. It's disgusting. The city's disgusting and people aren't nice. I'm going to get back to Tarantino, but I'm going to tell you about me and my favorite sub place. We have so much to talk about. I'm probably not going to get to all of it, but that means we're going to episode 32. And believe it or not, I'm already writing and editing for episode 33. This is back to Quentin Tarantino. He's on Bill Maher. Uh, what is it? Real time? Is that what it's called? This is this uh, Friday, uh, previous Friday. It's now Sunday here in Los Angeles. <laughs> but there's other Clint Eastwood you mentioned. Clint okay, Eastwood. Wait, that's what made, he always. Okay, you made, always bring up like two or three guys. Well, I mean, right? Grand Torino when he was 110, and yeah. it's one of my favorites. <laughs> He's still making movies. So, um, one thing I before we run out of time, I have to say to you, I have besides the great entertainment, I have always really appreciated the way you pushed back mm-hmm. when anyone tried to stifle you, yeah. shut you up shame you, bully you, corral your artistic license, 
They tried it with the last one, with Once yeah. Upon a Time in the Hollywood, some bullshit about Margot Robbie doesn't have enough lines. Mm -hmm. And you do what I wish other people would do. Instead of apologizing like a little pussy, mm -hmm. you Whoa, say... Whoa, I don't know if you can say that word. I don't, I don't agree with your assessment. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What's so hard about that? Why yeah, can't you look. teach that to others? Because it's your movie. I agree. Look, it's... And I agree with that, and, and Tarantino does too. And I'll tell you why. It's really important for artists to say, no, this is, this is my vision. I'm not going to sit there and count how many lines everybody has. I'm not going to say, does this minority have as much screen time? Now, I'm sure there's plenty of people thinking, this is two middle-aged, older white men having this discussion. But, you know, you, you write... Like, like if I had to write about my going to camp as a kid, I went to a Jewish camp. I'm not going to write about a non-Jewish camp. I'm not going to make it all like, you know, this, this minority group, this representation, this, it's just, it's, it's out of hand. It's like there are people that will appreciate. In fact, you might have never heard or of a Jewish camp or seen or understand what goes on. And I can introduce you to that life. It's okay to be different, everybody. It's okay to be different. And Tarantino pushes back. And, and I wish more people, I, when this started, when people started apologizing for shit, I thought, this is this is dangerous. You don't have to apologize. Yeah, sure, if you're a bigot or, or a racist or a misogynist or a horrible person. And yes, there are a lot of minorities that weren't represented in film and television, in the workplace and in genders and equal. I, I, I get it. I get it, and, and I'm, I'm happy that, that there's a movement to sort of correct that. But there's also this. Oh, my God. you got to be shitting me. Did camera B just turn off? God, I, I have it plugged in now. This isn't... what? Where are we at? I mean, we're 22 minutes in, and camera B already. Wow. Okay, so let's let camera B cool off, and let's get back to uh, Tarantino... We got a problem with camera B, everybody. Sony, come on. Camera A is a little bit nicer, but that one doesn't shut off. And I, I just connected this to a power cord. I, I give up. Maybe I need to open the, the, the battery case, too. Let's get back to uh, Tarantino. It's even like when like a pressure situation where it's like, oh, okay, your movie's opening next Friday. So that's kind of a pressure situation in a situ you know, in, in some of the things. So you, that you know, pressure whatever, situation, uh, you know, you meaning make he's getting a call from the publicist for the movie studio saying, dude, just just apologize. Just say, yeah, I should have given Margot Robbie more lines. Just I, you don't have to mean it, but you know, we we have an opening. We put a lot of money into this and advertising, and we can if we lose money, Quentin, they're not going to do any more films with you. Got to be a player, and he's you know noise that's not the noise you want to make on the day your movie opens or something like that but nevertheless it's somebody... extortion this let me tell you something this entire business is extorting artists all the time because the money people just go screw it we'll, we'll find the next tarantino oh that light's supposed to be on and that light's not what is going on today is this did this light die well what a what an interesting podcast already so like when i was in bridgeport last weekend I had a horrible experience and, you know, I, I hate to say that because I know the owner and I'm friends with the owner, but I, the hotel, I'm going to play a video at the end. 
Uh, I made in the hotel a 12 minute video where, you know, I'm in a hotel where things are falling apart. The Bridgeport doesn't feel very safe to me. It's actually more dangerous than Hartford. I, I didn't, I didn't know we could get more dangerous than Hartford, <laughs> Kidding. but it's, a, it's not, it's not a, a, a great city. And I think my fans aren't going to travel to Bridgeport because of, and I don't know anything about Bridgeport, just what I read and what I saw. I think if they live in like a new Canaan or Stanford or something, it, they'd rather see me in a theater somewhere than, than go there. But I, I, I just, I think the club is in transition. I don't know. Maybe it was an off weekend, but my agent and I were on the phone nonstop. The weekend before I was in Tempe, no phone calls, no phone calls. Great hotel. I was advanced perfectly, which means I give a, I get a piece of paper ahead of time. Here's the hotel. Here's where you're, uh, here's where you're staying. Here's the press. You're going to get picked up at this time. This is the person picking you up. Here's the address. Here's the address for the venue. Uh, you know, everything. Every, it made me feel really welcomed. And, you know, Bridgeport, there were some problems. And I don't need to discuss it publicly. It's been handled in the background by my agent and uh, personal conversations with the club owner. And I'm I'm going to another one of his clubs in uh, New Brunswick. So, but I was very outspoken. And and, uh, by the way, I discovered something that I actually respect about the younger generation. Can can you believe it? I actually, there's something I actually respect. And it's how outspoken they are about institutions and going after institutions and norms. And I'll be honest with you, comics get beaten up. When we're coming up through this system, they they beat the shit out of us. Yeah, it makes you stronger. It makes you a better comic and it makes you hard and you know how to act. But they also, it's almost like, you know, know your, know, know your place. There's a lot of that. And my agent said, you know, I said, I... I said, I need you to make this phone call. I need you to call the owner. I need you to take care of this. And I, he said, I, I, I agree. He said, you know, but you don't want, you don't want them to think you're difficult. I said, if they think I'm being difficult, you tell them, Orny should be difficult. He should be difficult in this situation. You wouldn't put up with it. Why should he? So they extort us. They, they, they. They say, hey, you want to have a career, you better, you better play the game because this club owner talks to that club owner. You, you, if you want to work for these people, well, you better be nice to these people. Well, screw it. The new generation goes, F you. I don't want to put up with that anymore. And I put up with way too much. I allowed myself to be bullied and pushed around for years. I was in a documentary and people got the wrong impression of me. And perhaps I contributed to that by my attitude. And, you know, I was just trying to play a character, which I successfully played on, on Teen Wolf as coach, but they didn't get in this documentary. And so people thought I was difficult or hard to get along with or, 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 or eccentric or whatever and didn't want to book me. So for years after that, that thing came out in 2010 or something, I had to be extra nice to everybody because I was the guy in the documentary. Well, I'm sick of it. I want to be me now because me is a pretty nice guy and a pretty fair guy and a guy who's empathetic and, 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 and thinks of other people. I'm at the, the improv last night. Instead of going long, like I knew I wanted to do, I asked the manager first. I said, hey, um, I, I noticed, how, you know, how are ticket sales for the next show? I wasn't on the next show, but, you know, if it's light, it's not going to take as long to turn the room over, meaning get these people out of this show, the eight o'clock. 
I was closing the show, by the way. So I didn't have to worry about any comics going on after me. And we'll get those people out and get the new people in. I said, do you mind if I do an extra five minutes if I'm, if I'm really feeling it? Because I like to, this is my last show of the night. The last show of the night, I like to sit in the stool and I like to just sort of explore new topics. And, you know, I was talking about homelessness last night in L.A. And I was talking about the cell service problem in L.A. And I was talking about sneakers and, and, and going home to Boston. I mean, these are all stuff that if you ever see me live, I'll, I'll do. I don't want to do them all on the podcast. Although the podcast has borne some great bits, including the, the mirror bit I now do and the buddy bench, which is a home run, everybody. So uh, this podcast is helping me. Hmm on the stage taking a sip of water it's going to be a hot one here camera b is already shut off already overheated i thought the usb c cord as a charger was going to help nope and so then i go to the wait staff hey guys anybody mind if i run a little long do you have anywhere to be whatever and i know i know i know to do that because i've, I've worked for years on the road like when i started i was sure i was an idiot i remember i was in boston as a young comic, I think I was featuring, I was in some probably like Holiday Inn conference room. And the comic going on after me had a guitar and I actually played the guitar. I mean, it makes me cringe to think this. The guitar was sitting on the stage and I picked it up and started strumming it. I can't believe if I was a headliner, the comic before me ever did that. Like that was such a dumb, idiot, cringy move. But you learn through the years, but I'm not going to be emotionally extorted anymore. I, I I won't work. I'll sit here in this hot studio in my backyard. This is the 1961 Shasta. I call it Big Yellow. I'll, I'll, I'll sit around and wait for the leaf blowers to stop blowing leaves, the trash people to stop picking up trash, that my rich neighbors getting their car detailed on a Sunday. Wash your own car. I wash my own car today. Why? Because I'm going to a unveiling at a cemetery for a cousin. That's where they, uh, I don't, Jewish people, I don't know if other people do it, but they unveil the gravestone. And there's no great, you know, reveal. I mean, I know where the person was buried. I was there for the burial. And I'm sure the tombstone's just going to say their name. Be funny if it was a different name. Be, be cool if there was a surprise at the unveiling. So I respect young people. I finally found something I respect about young people. And that's that they really bucked the system in a way that we never did. And I, I sort of played it safe. And maybe that's why I have uh, the, the mediocre career. Let me see. Let me see if camera B can go back on. Boy, we're going to have fun syncing this crap again. Hit record. Hit record. There we go. Hopefully get some focus. Last time it's, it was going out of focus. Let's look on the big screen. Looks good to me. I've got my Emory t-shirt. That's where I went to college. I probably haven't worn this since I was in my 20s, which makes me, uh, you know, typical old person trying to live in the past. Let's get back to Tarantino. I think this clip is uh, wrapping up. And no, it isn't. Still a couple of more minutes. It's up something that actually is legitimate. Okay, I'll even on. have a conversation. Roll, roll this back. Your movie opens or something like that. But nevertheless, if somebody brings up something that actually is legitimate, I'll even have a conversation with them about it because it, I'm actually into interesting thought and I don't have to even agree with you. Oh, but that's an interesting point. Right. That's an interesting point. I and agree. I'm, I'm, I'm able to talk about that. But when it's just BS, 
when it's just bullshit. And well, it, you know, the, well, it seems like criticism in the recent years has gone to this place of not just okay, you can criticize the movie, but they seem to be saying this isn't the movie I would have made. Oh no, no, that's well, that's definitely and it's like, the case. because you can't. But the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't make one, and you didn't make uh, one. Uh, yeah, it's like. Oh, I, I, I had a situation like that where somebody asked me about something. Well, why didn't you do this? This? I go, oh, would you have done that? Yes, I would have done that. Okay, well, you know, they were asking me something about the Con Film Festival. Why didn't you do this at the Con Film Festival? Oh, are you saying you would have? Yes, I would have. Okay, but you never would have written that script and you never would have made the movie and thus you would never be at the Con Film Festival right. in the first place. So it's a mute argument. Cool. Uh, uh, so are you... Uh... But, no, but, I mean, but the, the, there has become a thing that's gone on, it seems like in this, especially this last year, where, um, <clears throat> uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? Uh, 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 ideology is more important than art. Way more, certainly to the awards. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, ideology right. trumps art. Ideology right. trumps individual Terrible. effort. Ideology trumps good. Ideology trumps entertaining. Yeah, there's two kinds of movies, virtue signalers yeah, uh-huh. and superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Hmm. I mean, listen to that. That's that's um, that was uh, Quentin Tarantino and Bill Maher. And it's what's fascinating is. Art. Art now has parameters where it shouldn't. It should push boundaries. It should make you uncomfortable. Things I stay on stage, like I'm really proud of the way I'm sort of pushing the boundaries now because it's really kind of sneaky and I like that. But that's what Tarantino's doing. And if if you feel like you're in a straitjacket as an, as an artist and you're like, I, I can't say that. I've got I've to make sure this person has as many lines. I've got to make sure, oh, let's, uh, the waiter can't be this, this, look like this because then people will say that person's a minority. Why isn't that person the lawyer in the film? I mean, do you see what goes on? I think everything is just, it's its crazy and it's overthought and I super appreciate people that don't feel like they've been represented in film and television for years and I love it. I got to tell you something. I love uh, films out of India. I, I, I just love it. I love to learn about the culture. I find their acting fascinating. I, I, I just, I love Indian films. I, I really do. I love Irish films. Irish films are my favorite. I love the Irish accent. There's like a pain behind it and authenticity. So I, I love to learn from that. Let it be what the vision is. Listen, you might disagree with me and that's fine. We can have the discussion. You can try and change my mind. That's fine. Like Tarantino, I, I'm I'm up. I'm up for hearing the counterpoints. But we don't have to just freak out and try and cancel everybody. Let's go to viewer mail. We're 35 minutes into this podcast. We're cooking. I got to I got to take my Snoopy, my Snoopy uh towel and, and wipe my face. So, I'm going to close this screen and I'm going to go to viewer mail in a um previous post. I talked about Starbucks or not post. What am I talking about? Oh boy, wait till you see what Amazon screwed up. A viewer sent this in. Oh, and here's the, um, let me just talk about this quickly. Cause I was in Boston. I, I love Boston so much. I, I, I really do. I, I, it's just, the people are so cool. You go out. I, I don't know. I don't have any sort of interactions like this when I'm in Los Angeles. I go to this place called D'Agostino. As far as I'm concerned, greatest sub in the world. 
I grew up on it. It's balanced perfectly. Same guy named Mike has been making my sub since I was in high school. So here's a picture of the outside of D'Agostino's. It's early because I have a flight that day. So I was getting a sandwich for the flight at about 9 a.m. But you can see there's a gentleman going in. There's a lot of like um, construction workers, uh, manual labor type people go in there nice and early. Here's another uh, picture of D'Agostino's. I just love the font. They sell hot peppers. I bring them back to Los Angeles and put them on my subs. Here's the counter. Look at this. Look at this. And then here's another shot of the counter. There's three people behind the counter. At lunchtime, there'll be like six. Here's another picture. I was sneaking this stuff. But what I love is, here's my sub. I get a turkey, or a roast beef. I get hot peppers. The, the pickles and tomatoes are sort of cubed almost. Oh, it is perfect. I don't know why nobody can nail it outside of Boston. Now, if you notice, if you're watching the video, that means you're on Patreon. Uh, that's my dag sub. And then the guy in front of me, you can see he's wearing jeans and he's got what we used to call shit kickers. You know, Timberland working man boots. You know, he's he, he works. He's he's a worker. Very different than me. Here's a close-up. I snuck a close-up. And you can see, it looks like paint. It's all sort of uh, relics. Is that the word? There's all sorts of like hints of the of 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 what he does on that boot. And my father walks in. Now my father was supposed to be outside in the car. All of a sudden, this guy comes in. I go, oh no! What's my? And my dad looks at the guy and he said something like, "I I almost hit you." And the guy laughed, real Boston actually. Yeah, yeah. I guess I I shouldn't have been crossing the street uh, texting. And my dad joke. I thought. This is so funny. Here's my father, complete opposite of this guy, and they're just getting along. And I that's what I love about Boston. It's like that guy would open the door for my dad. My dad would open the door for that guy going into Duncan's or whatever. Like, it's just a cooler place. You don't get that here in Los Angeles. You don't get that here. Everybody is just so full of themselves. Everybody's better than everybody else. Everybody's the next so-and-so. Everybody is a sociopath. And then I get to the counter, and what I love about Dagasinos is I, I love the wrapping. They've had that same thing since I've been in high school. And then they have a bag, a plastic bag that says, and I love to bring the plastic bag back to uh, Los Angeles because it reminds me of, of being home. I love it. And so I said to the lady, I said, could I get a bag? And she gives me one of those generic bags. I go, oh, no. So I said, uh, wh- where's the, the Dag plastic bag? Oh, we don't... Uh, we don't have those anymore. And so I said, well, you just lost me as a customer. And she said, wait to eat the sub. You'll be back tomorrow. And I thought that was so quick and so smart. I wish I could do accent, but wait to add the sub. You'll be back tomorrow. And like, not even, she wasn't even trying to be funny. I think she was being honest. And that's what I love about Boston. You'd say that out here and they just stare at you. They wouldn't care. Nobody cares. Why am I? Why am I so down on LA? Because I just can't. I can't connect with people. I just hit that by accident as I was cleaning the dust off of this board. Um, that's another Heather. Thank you, Heather, for making this. Just bringing it down. Yeah, I, I just I find it really hard to connect with people out here. I don't. I, maybe it's all. Everybody comes out here for the wrong reasons. But I'm looking to sort of uh, find another place. Keep this place, find another place on the East Coast and just 
you know. I, I don't think there's a question. I would have been married by now if I lived on the East Coast because I, I just connect with people more. Here, you know, I, I, I just, I don't, you know. You don't want to hear what I have to say. Nobody does. Nobody does. Okay, I don't want to lose steam here. So, that's me in Boston. Thank you, uh, D'Agostino's. Uh, and uh, those pictures, here are the pictures of me as a, as a kid, six years old at the writing desk, and there's me on the couch. Oh, we got a, John McAfee. You know what? Maybe I'll talk about the next one uh, because I have uh, so much. I want. Let's do viewer mail very quickly. Here's a guy, Yasser. I hope his name is correct. He sent me an email. He said, yeah, dude, exactly what you said on the last podcast. Wait, here it is. He said, you were absolutely right about... Uh, hello, Orny. Hello. Hello, love. Hello, Orny. You were absolutely right about Starbucks on the last podcast. Here's a picture of their screen. How can I make this bigger? This is their screen. Look. Put it on the big screen. Look. Oh, my God. Be shut down again. Be shut down again. Maybe the, the cord makes it worse. I'm going to take the cord out and let it cool again. Maybe it runs off of the battery better. I don't know. Well, uh, so Yasser writes, Orny, you were absolutely correct on the last podcast. You know, someday I'll be successful enough that I can have people in here actually helping me. And then, then I can get my car detailed on a Sunday. You were absolutely right about Starbucks on the last podcast. Here's a picture of their screen, which is horribly dirty. I have it on the big screen behind me right here. Uh, the bathroom was dirty, but I did not take a picture. Thank you, Yasser, for not taking a picture of that. In uh, their new Frappuccino, I tried, well, <laughs> oh, I'll let you see how I liked it. So here's the video he sent in. How do I make this smaller? I've just made it smaller. Where's the Yasser video uh, Starbucks? Where where could that have? Here it is. So I'm going to make this as big as I can, and I'm going to play it. Thank you for sending this in, Yasser. Thank you to everybody. If you want to keep in contact, the email is what's wrong at orneyadams.com. What's wrong at orneyadams.com. I have a portal set up. Uh, teamwhatswrong.com bring it right to my website it'll have links for my Patreon if you want to support me wouldn't that be nice if people actually supported me um, and uh, and all the links for where you can listen to this on Apple and Spotify and Google and stuff like that so Yasser sent this in to what's wrong at orneyadams.com and he said you can play this so here's, here's his uh, new frappuccino you can see it as I'm about to press play he's got the green Starbucks star coming out of it and it's a lot of wasted plastic right here okay let's see what happens has his name on it Yasser he's holding it up looks like he's at a gas station a 76 it's full the things and he just threw it into the trash can it looked like he took like two or three sips that was probably a $24 drink, and he just threw it out. I would have gone back in and said, "This is I'm sorry, this is unacceptable. Uh, if you're going to charge me this much for a drink, could you make me something else or, you know, whatever? And he just threw it out. What I love about this video, I'm going to play it again. And again, if you uh, are a Patreon subscriber, you can see this. I've watched this maybe 20 times, and every time I think it's the cup's going to bounce out of the trash can. But it doesn't. Watch this. Okay, he's about to throw it out. He's about to throw it out. It's got, like, strawberries in there. It looks gross. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, How does that not... It looks like it's going to... Here it is again. It looks... We're going to play it back one more time. One more time. It looks like 
it looks like first it hits the left side of the trash can then it bounces off of the right side of the trash can then it bounces off another side and it goes in i wish it ended up all over the pavement that would have been great one more time oh only gets two sides but it it really so um thank you for sending that in and i don't know why i was obsessed with watching that john mcafee is dead committed suicide john mcafee is dead I could go on for hours about him. Been fascinated. I've been watching documentaries about him for years. He's a guy who invented McAfee antivirus. And I don't know why, but for some reason, when I was growing up, when you bought a computer, it was just on there. You just booted it up. It was that. I don't know how that happened, but he made it happen and he made millions of dollars. And I think it was sold for billions of dollars later, but he wasn't part of that sale. He was eccentric. He was crazy. Look at this picture. Here he is with a gun to its, his head. Uh, this guy, he was paranoid. He took all sorts of growth hormones. You can definitely tell when an older man takes growth hormones. They have this sort of look. And he moved to Belize uh, to get away from everything. And he was accused of murder. I think not once, but twice. He had these dogs. And these do- he moves on the beach. This is like, I, I, listen, you think my neighbor, I, I complain about my neighbors. This guy moves to a beach in Belize. And then he has these dogs. And it's like people wanted to walk across this public beach. And his dogs would like attack people walking across the beach. And one day... His dogs were poisoned and he thought it was one of his neighbors. And then that neighbor ended up dead. Hmm. He ended up on the run. He ended up, I think, in Peru. He ended up all over the place. Not only that, but he was accused of raping an employee. He set up like some sort of lab. He was going to like cure cancer with like uh, berries and plants and shit. And he hired someone who was a, like a biologist working at Harvard and paid her a lot of money. And I guess he raped her. And I, I remember this from a documentary. And then he had like a 17-year-old girlfriend. Like there was nothing good about this guy. He was always in trouble. Like he couldn't just shut up and live on the beach with his millions of dollars. Like what's wrong with people? And he was paranoid. He had like a militia on his compound and he, he bullied people. And then recently he was accused of uh, fraud, tax fraud. Oh, and he ran for president in the Libertarian Party, and he thinks, oh, they came after me, uh, the government now, because he ran as a Libertarian. He was a threat. Nobody cares about the Libertarian candidate, ever. And so he ended up, he was in Spain, and they caught him, and they were going to extradite him back to the U.S. to face charges on tax fraud, and they said he owed millions of dollars. He claims he's bankrupt. He was giving out uh, cryptocurrency advice and having people pay to tweet on behalf of their crypto coin. There's nothing good about this guy. Anyway, he hung himself in jail, and I'm sure people, there'll be conspiracy theories, but he hung himself. Here's what's even more interesting. His father committed suicide, too. His father shot himself and it was abusive to john and look at this picture i have a picture on the screen and it's mcafee with a gun to its head can you imagine putting a gun to your head like that after your, after your father killed yourself what a what a sicko let's get camera b going it is hot in here this podcast can't go off for too long people sorry and i still have i still have something to share with you and that's me in a hotel a holiday inn in bridgeport connecticut the lowest point in my life. Camera B is up and recording, everybody. Camera B is up and recording. We got horny. Oh, I'm a couple in that up. I can save that. All right. How about some more fun with CapShot? People like that, right? Where's uh, 
Where are these two? Did I uh, label it properly? Screenshot, screenshot. Oh, no. Maybe I didn't put it in the... So much to worry. I do this. Oh, here it is. Fun with Capshaw. Okay. So, look at this. This says buses. It's my favorite thing to do. Select all squares with buses. Now, here's the thing. There's one, two, three, four, 16 squares. The bus takes up six of them. Seven, if you count the little lower tire on the front right. Seven of the squares. You can't miss the bus. There's only one thing you can select. Bus or street or the sky. So what did I send in? What was my answer? Where is that? Here's my answer. <laughs> I selected three squares. Upper right is a uh, like a street lamp. And then there's a vehicle way in the distance. Maybe that's a bus. I don't know. Could be a tractor. I'm going to talk about tractors at some point, but it's already too hot. And then I selected the street. Always fun with CapShaw here. And if you if you can see the video, you, you'll be able to see that. And I posted one video of me having fun with CapShaw on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Everything is at Orny Adams. McAfee, I discussed that. He's gone. Gone. He was like 75 years old. Let's talk about... You know what? Let me play this. I was going to talk about the art video that I posted from uh, Tempe, Arizona. I was going to talk about the Hayden Flower Mill, which is in there, but we have run out of time. Oh, one other viewer email from Heather. And thank you, everybody. The email is what's wrong at orneyadams.com. Heather, she sent this in in episode uh, 30 for me to discuss, and I, I forgot to uh, mention this, of course. Heather, this is uh, the Heather that I uh, put up pictures. She was diagnosed with cancer. She found my special, uh, Takes the Third. And um, it really helped her get through what she was going through in, in regards to chemo and getting through cancer. And she would show up at my shows with a shirt that said, Orny Adams cured my cancer. And uh, she's been a fan ever since. She is a nurse in Philadelphia. And uh, she listens to the podcast and loves the podcast and shares it with her friends and, and all that. She's, she's perfect. She's a, a wonderful person. I don't know if I could have had that sip any louder. So she wrote, I can't listen to your podcast when I'm driving anymore, though. I usually listen to it on the way, uh, on my way home. Oh, by the way, the other thing is, okay, let me read this. Now my head's all over the place, and we're at 51 minutes, and I got to wrap this up. I can't listen to your podcast when I'm driving anymore, though. I usually listen to it on my way home from night shift. She's a nurse. Today I was listening and engrossed in what you were saying, and I hit a parked car. Uh, and when I was trying to pull, in, I hit a parked car when I was trying to pull into my parking spot. I hit a parked, that's my Boston accent, spot. I hit a parked car, all caps, a parked car, meaning that the car wasn't moving. She just hit this. I hit a planter, Heather, the other day, and now I still have three martini glasses. Uh, 15 of the, the other ones, two perfect ones, and I have a, a, a bumper. I should have taken a picture of the bumper with scrape paint. So guess what's arriving today, everybody? Paint on a Sunday. I have paint to try and fix this because I can't. That's why I had to fix the martini glass. Anything I screw up like that. I broke a martini glass sober. Stupid me. I, I didn't even, it's not even a good story behind it. It wasn't like it was a fun night. Meanwhile, I have 15 glasses so if uh, of this other kind. If you're, if you're my friend, come on over and have a martini and feel free to break it because I don't care. So she hit a parked car. Well, I hit, guess what I hit, Heather? A parked planter the other day. 
the Jeep that I hit is fine, she said. I am also fine, but my Kia Sorento will be in the shop for a while. In my defense, I was tired. Anyway, have a great week. Uh, she said, I asked her to send in pictures. Here are some pictures I'm putting up right now of the uh, dented car. She has since let me know at what's wrong at orneyadams.com that the car is fixed. I'm not going to get into tipping on this episode. Tipping goes to the next episode. Uh, I talked about the plane chaos and people trying to go for the door. Oh, more Amazon screw. And I'll do that at the end. Let me play this video right now because it's about 12 minutes. This is me at one of the lowest points uh, of my uh, modern day career at a Holiday Inn in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I didn't want to leave the hotel. I was feeling very creative. Sometimes after I fly, my adrenaline is going. This is why I don't sleep. Uh, this is me in, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And you'll see, I don't remember exactly what I talked about, but uh, I hope this this translates for the audio people. And I hope you guys enjoy this. I'm just going to bring the volume down a little bit here. Here we go. Going up on the big screen. No, no, that's me. And that's Hotel Art in Tempe. I almost played the Oh, here's Heather's car. Here's the Holiday Inn in Bridgeport. This is a long video, and I put up a little bit of this, sections of it uh, on Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook. But if you want to see the full thing, you uh, you are welcome to subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Orny. And Orny is O-R-N-Y. So enjoy this, this little adventure. And if I need to stop it, I, I will, and I will comment. I should be playing to camera B because it's finally back on. This is uh, this is last week. This is me suffering in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And this was the original concept for the podcast, was I would go out on the road and I would record what I thought were interesting things. I certainly thought this was interesting at the time. Right now, I might think it sucks. This is last week. What's wrong with Oni Adams? Remote Bridgeport, Connecticut. Good morning from Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's Oni Adams and I am on Main Street in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And as you can see, there is a lot not going on here. Oh, it's there for four nights. Here's a quick update from the road for What's Wrong with the Winnie Adams. I'm up early. I'm editing episode 30 right now. That's what I'm doing. Coffee editing. So I'll get that up on my Patreon. And then when I get back to Los Angeles, next week I'll record 30... That's right. Now, I don't want to brag, but this doesn't happen to me often. Uh, guess what beauty I woke up next to this morning? Honey, this, a half-empty bottle of beer. I didn't even finish it. Right next to the bedstand. Don't tell me I haven't conquered life. If you wake up next to a half-empty bottle of beer, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I won. I own this life. It's time to reevaluate things. <laughs> I'm at the uh, uh, Holiday Inn. And look, you can see some of the art behind me. I'll review that in a minute. Um, you know, a lot of people shit on hotels like the Holiday Inn. And they're right. This is one of those hotels. I've already had to fix the toilet. It's one of those hotels where the water's just running all the time. So I have to take that disgusting lid off and I have to, because fix it. So now a maintenance at the Holiday Inn. Should be all set now, sir. It was the, uh, it was the flapper. 
You know, these things break from time to time. Oh, yeah? Why always when I'm staying in the room? Oh, there is art in here. I was wrong. We just fill out this work order. The uh, flapper wasn't flapping properly. Yeah, you had a broken flapper. I'm telling you, something about Bridgeport, I don't fit in. <laughs> when I walk around outside, uh, I don't know what it is, but I scream, uh, you're not from around here. <laughs> Look at this. I have a meatball for a head. I mean, it's even worse than when I walked into that CVS in Tempe with a face mask on last week. No, I'm not here to rob the place. Where I'm from, we're still wearing face masks inside. I mean, this is one of the few places I've visited where I have to ask the front desk, is it, is it safe for me to like walk around and find food? And like, where's the quickest place I can find food, get back and live so I can continue my life and wake up next to half empty bottles of beer on the road. Good morning. We didn't, uh, you know, last night, did we? Uh, I finished one. I had a red stripe and then I, uh, in a back. I'm not kidding. Maybe one of the scariest liquor stores I've ever been into was in Bridgeport last night to get my two bottles of beer. I know why. You know why? Because it, it really... I'm like, this sucks. Let me just, uh, you know, let me just, let me numb out a little bit. Everyone else is enjoying their lives. Let me, let me have a moment. I did go over to the club last night. Uh, I met the, one of the managers, very nice. Club looks great. Hopefully we have good shows. I've got one Thursday, that's tonight, two Friday, two Saturday, and then I'm on to Boston for what? It's Father's Day. Well, this is, this is the Holiday Inn, and um, it's the nicest hotel in town. So that uh, says something. Let's look at some of the art here, because this one was in the background of my video. Now, you notice, here are my bags. I, I, never, I never unpack, because I'm ready to get the hell out of any place at any time. This art, I hope I have it framed correctly, next to this beautiful lamp. And I don't know, this is like a day bed. I, I wouldn't sit on it. Uh, I barely feel comfortable putting my luggage on it. But this art, there's really no way to describe what this is. It's a graphic design. It looks like, um, I don't know, sperm of another animal, I guess. I, I th There's nothing about it. Like it's neither here nor there, but this is, this is what the Holiday Inn has, has given us. I mean, this wall is just, it's a cluster F of stuff. Look at fire alarms, the, the, the water, what is that, extinguisher, got the temperature. But there's, there's more art. There's more, don't worry. Of course, there's nothing in the bathroom here. But they're very, look at the walls. Very. And we'll get to the view in a minute, but we can look at it now. It's a, a rooftop of another building. Yeah. Uh, very minimalistic here. Look at nothing on the wall. There's just two other pictures in this hotel. And here is one of them. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's, well, look at how small it is. That's my hand it takes up the entire picture. It's, uh, it looks like a watercolor and it's again, graphic-y. It just says nothing, nothing. It says, get the hell out of the Holiday Inn in Bridgeport. 
stay a night and get out. Oh, there goes the air conditioner. It's going to get loud. And then there's this one. Again, puny. I don't know why. Look at all this negative space. That's what we call it in the art world. Negative space. There's nothing going on there. There's nothing. There's nothing. But then, oh, look at this. In the corner, as if, it's as, as if somebody stole, but it's really on there. This cheap piece of shit art, it's really on there. You're not going to get that off. But look at, <laughs> I don't know what this is. Between this and that one, uh, it looks like, uh, and by the way, I, I'm here for 12 hours and it looks like a, a tornado or a hurricane's hit this place. Both of this art looks like, looks like they're pieces of other art that they cut in quarters and then to, to save money and then put it on the wall. All right, here's my review of the Keurig machine behind me at the hotel. Here's my advice, never use the hotel Keurig machine. You don't know what people are putting in the water thing, okay? You get a couple of fraternity brothers staying here and uh, members are being stuck in there. Here's the other thing, my Keurig, Keurig cup caddy is not full. Is this standard? Am I missing? Not that I'm going to use these, but should there be five in there? If anybody else is staying at the Holiday Inn in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you are five, please let me know. Oh, I should review the artwork in the bathroom just to, just to put a button on this whole video. Let me see. I haven't even looked at it yet. Yep. Another picture. that lo This looks like a thank you card. That looks like a thank you card. It's another small picture that basically was probably, or wrapping paper. What did they take, a roll of a wrapping paper and just cut it up and put it in a frame? What's wrong with Orny Adams? On the road, Bridgeport, Connecticut. And uh, look forward to tonight finishing my beer. I, uh... I will be reassessing my life after this weekend. Trust me. On a positive note, and I'm going to show you a clip of this from JFK last night, I did not have to take an Uber or Lyft. Why? I landed, uh, I'm at JFK, and uh, the anxiety of having to get an Uber or Lyft no more because team what's wrong. Look at that little kid behind me. I'll blur him out now has come through for me. A, a listener actually got me a car service <laughs> to Bridgeport, so uh, I've been spoiled. Thank you. That one's mine, too. That's my merch bag. And don't forget to recycle. A listener. A listener. The hat is off. Back to editing episode 30. What's wrong with Orny Adams? I'm in my hotel room. You can see the computer is behind me. I've got a Band-Aid over the little camera so the Soviets can't spy on me. And then the big activity of the day is shaving. That's right, shaving. Look at everything it takes to shave. Look at all these products. Is this unbelievable? This is what it takes to be a sex symbol. Maybe I should do a video on on the perfect shave. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Signing off for right now. Oh my God, he hit the floor. Shit. He when stuff touches the hotel room floor. I'm gonna stop it there for one second. Oh, the air, I gotta shut this air conditioner off. The, um, <laughs> I have about five, five things like washes and uh, pre-shave oil and shaving cream. It's a lot to shave. I hate shaving. I hate it. I'm so glad we live in a time where I don't have to shave every day. 
Thank you. That's the one thing I love about modern life. It's acceptable to have a little scruff. In fact, I shaved yesterday. So, uh, you know, in the old days, I used to get up and shave every day with a straight edge, uh, basically like a switchblade. Anyway, so I was being fun, and you'll see I, I threw all all these five things at the camera, like to just for like cinematic effect. You know, I'm, I'm inspired having watched that Tarantino clip. Uh, and so one of them bounced on the bed and then hit the floor. And I, anything that touches the floor in the hotel room, I'm disgusted. I'm absolutely disgusted. And so uh, you'll see what happens. Sorry, but you touched the hotel room floor. I threw it in the trash. No, I'm not taking you out. <laughs> well, I don't care how much you beg. You're staying in there. All you had to do was stay on the bed like all the other cosmetics. But no, you had to bounce off and go on the floor. So you're going to die in Bridgeport. I'm clean shaven. I'm back. I'm clean shaven. And I'm not dying in Bridgeport on any level, on stage or off stage. Now, here's my final thought about hotel rooms, because I find them disgusting. Even though they're clean, they're still disgusting. Yeah, maybe I overreacted a little bit when the cosmetic hit the floor, but that's how I feel. I've spent enough time in hotel rooms and seen enough disgusting things. Even when you walk up and down the hall, they leave the doors open. I saw a cleaning person once cleaning the toilet with a rag and then took the same rag and started to clean the sink outside of the, the sink, the stuff you touch in the counter next to the sink with the same disgusting toilet rag. Which is why, here's my final tip. With your toothbrush, always have one of these. These caps. They're very cheap. You get three for like 99 cents. If you drop one on the hotel floor, you just put another one on. Very simple. That way it, it protects you from airborne stuff. And, you know, if it grazes something in the hotel room. Listen, these places are disgusting. I mean, I dated a woman once who didn't use a cap on her toothbrush. I mean, she was dangerous. <laughs> and then she would lay it on the counter in the bathroom. I'm like, and I kept taking it and putting it off the counter. And I, I put one of these things on it, a cap. It was so disgusting. I remember that I didn't want to kiss same counter where the, the toilet rag was. And you want me to kiss your mouth? Oh, you might as well stick your toothbrush in that Keurig machine and swish it around. And now I'm sticking the toothbrush point, in the Keurig you've machine. built up an immunity to anything on this planet. My name is Orny Adams. What's wrong with Orny Adams? What's wrong with everything? Here I am, Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's happening in Bridgeport, Connecticut. There you go. That is a uh, that took me an entire day to shoot and edit in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I don't know if it translates for people on the road. Uh, or not on the road. I'm sorry. My, my headphones sound tinny, and I don't know if it's because I have the other ones plugged in. So let me unplug that. And that has made very little difference. Okay, so anyway, there I am in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And uh, now I'm back. I'm in the studio here. I'm in Big Yellow, back in Los Angeles. And look at this. Look what uh, somebody sent into uh, What's Wrong uh, at OrniAdams.com. He ordered vitamins, this guy. I think his name was Scott. And he sent me pictures. I ordered vitamins. And much like you, last week, I ordered a suitcase and I got an easel. Well, what, what does Amazon think I'm a, 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 a pay? What am I, Picasso? What am I, now I'm Monet? What did they think I was going to take my suitcase and fly fly to the French uh, uh, countryside and, and, and paint uh, lily willows? 
So, uh, Amazon, what is going on? Is anybody else getting the wrong packages? He ordered vitamins. He got, uh, he said sexy lingerie, something like it looks like red, looks like something you'd wear on Valentine's Day, and an, uh, a phone case. So, not even close, Amazon. Sexy lingerie in a phone case. So now he had to pack it up and he had to bring it to, to uh, return it to UPS or FedEx. What is going on? I'll read you what I read uh, in the New York Times. <clears throat> this is uh, from June 15th, updated on the 16th. Uh, Jody Cantor, Karen Weiss, and Grace Ashford uh, explaining what's going on with Amazon and their employers because there's a lot of people bailing. Like people don't want to work in retail anymore because they've had it. Like the pandemic and that shutdown, the, the, the complete shift in our life gave everybody new perspective. It's why I look at comedy differently. I look at my life on the road differently. I'm never going back to that life. I'm trying to turn this podcast into my new voice for later in life. That's why I appreciate people supporting me on Patreon. I appreciate the people that are sharing this with people. People have stopped going back to retail. It's not paying. And guess what? Nobody wants to be around people anymore. People suck. People suck. You want to work in a retail store and deal with people that suck every day and, and, and around employers that don't give a crap? No, thank you. New York Times. Amazon has been churning through employees. Amazon conducted a hiring surge in 2020 that was unparalleled in American corporate history. In just three months, it signed 350,000 workers, more than the population of St. Louis, offering a wage of at least $15 an hour in good benefits. But before the pandemic, previously unreported data shows, Amazon was losing about 3% of its hourly associates each week. 3%. 3%, meaning its turnover was roughly 150% a year. At that rate, Amazon would have to replace the equivalent of its entire workforce roughly every eight months. Every Listen, is that unbelievable? Is that unbelievable? Well, they treat their employers like crap. That's why the employers are like, screw it. I'm not giving this guy vitamins. Have some sexy lingerie and a phone. And by the way, if you get something sent to you that's worth more, you know, like if that easel is worth more, I would have kept it. And like when I broke, I broke one of these, I broke this martini glass. They're sending me eight. That's a, that's a victory. That's a victory to me. That was worth, that was worth the time. Cause now whenever I look at these, the, my, my martini glasses, I'll think I got all of those for free. Unlike this broken one, which reminds me that I was stupid and clumsy enough to break it sober. Uh, inside Amazon Seattle headquarters, a turnover rate has made some executives uh, worry that the company may run out of workers. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like you're turning them out. Amazon's strict monitoring of workers has uh, stoked a culture of fear. What you have to understand is when they're in the um, Amazon facilities, the fulfillment, uh, 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 whatever it's called, warehouse, they monitor every single second of the, these employees' lives. How many times they go to the bathroom? How long it takes them to get the wrong uh, lingerie order uh, and put it in a box when it should have been vitamins? They're watching every second. And if you don't keep up at a, at a great pace, you're gone. You're gone. And that's what happened. Listen to this story. Uh, Diana Santos was a top performer when she had one bad day in 2019. One day, her bus was late. Then, then her uh, department was reassigned, whatever that means, causing her to scour the warehouse for a new workstation, whatever that means. That afternoon, she was stunned to find out that she was being fired for having too much TOT, time off task. 
After questions about Mr. Sant- uh, Ms. Santos and TOT from the Times, Amazon announced changes to its policy so that the workers would never be fired for one bad day. Ms. Santos and all those like her are now eligible to be rehired. Yeah, I'm sure she really wants to go back. I mean, I wonder if the person that, that sent uh, th- this guy the wrong package, the, la- the lingerie and the iPhone, I wonder if the person sent me the easel, if they're getting fired. Like, this is crazy. You just can't expect people to be 100% all the time. We all have bad days. And I would never want to work for a company that has their eyes on me all the time. And they're quantifying how every second I spend in that place. This is creepy. Creepy shit technology, Bezos. Hey, hey, Bezos, pay some taxes too. Amazon, pay some taxes. Bezos, you know, I understand we have laws and billionaires can get out of paying taxes. I I get that. I, I, I get they hire tax attorneys and they, they can not pay. T- but how about some civil civil responsibility and think, how much money do I need? Give back to the greater good. How about being generous? What kind of illness do you have that you need to hoard all that money, billions of dollars? Pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. You did a great thing with Amazon, except it, it's killing mom and pop places. Pay your taxes. Company data showed that most employees became less eager over time, he said. Oh, I don't know who he is because I'm copy and pasting paragraphs. Mr. Bezos believed that people are inherently lazy. Uh, what he would say is that our nature as humans is to expend as little energy as possible to get what we want or need, which is probably true. But incentivize them. You know how you do that? You pay them more money. You make them feel welcome. You let them have a bad day. Come on, Amazon. Kimberby is off for the last time, and I'm just going to wrap it up because it is, uh, I'm at 75 minutes, and it is as hot as it gets in, in, in here right now. I had to start a little bit later because of car detailing noise coming from next door, but I want to thank everybody. I want to thank, I'm going to lean back so you can see my Emory t-shirt. I want to thank everybody. The uh, What's wrong with Orny Adams? You can contact me at teamwhatswrong.com or the email is what's wrong at orneyadams.com. And I want to thank everyone for supporting my Patreon. I, I, I really do. And, and I'll tell you why. It, it is allowing me to do things that I would not be able to do if I kept this on YouTube and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't be able to play that Bill Maher clip because of rights reasons, which I understand. So I want to thank the, the Bill Maher show. Uh, I think it's called Real Time. I don't know which version it is now. Uh, for I know you didn't give me permission, but... I can do that because the video is up on uh, Vimeo and then I put it up on Patreon. So it's sort of like a private club viewership. So that's why I'm doing this. So feel free to support me if you want. Feel free to share this with people. Feel free to laugh and have a good time. My life has changed much like the retail workers, much like the Amazon workers. Just I'm not going back. This is my new home, and I will do clubs and venues that I enjoy working at. I had great shows this weekend, Friday, Saturday, at the Improv, the Laugh Factory, and I was at the Roosevelt Hotel last night. Thank you to everyone who saw them. Please come see my shows, uh, and, and, and let's laugh and have a good time, and uh, thank you, everybody. Absolutely. This is Orny Adams. This is What's Wrong with Orny Adams. This is it. This is the end. Orny, Orny Adams, Adams. Do I need to recap for the people that can't remember? Martini glasses. Where's my where's my new martini glass? Ah! Uh, 
Cheers, everybody. What's wrong with a broken martini glass? It can derail your entire week, much like what happened at Santos, that worker at Amazon. I got derailed. Uh, What's wrong with uh, Tarantino? Uh, You know, not much. Thank you for not pushing back. Thank you for being a true artist. Uh, What's wrong with Amazon? Everything. Pay the employees more, pay your taxes, and send us the right shit. I want to thank everybody for participating. Heather, thanks for uh, your help with the themes and editing uh, some promos. And thank you, Ernesto Hurtado. Uh, I appreciate it. And please, I invite everybody to come over to my house. I'm holding up right now all my broken martini glasses and one of my new ones that isn't broken. Please come by. Have a gin martini. Have a dirty vodka martini. Come by and uh, have a drink with me. Mm. And feel free to break shit.